podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. It's got to 2-2 two, two, and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gunas podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined today by Shabs and Dr. Leroy. How you doing, gentlemen? Yo, I'm good, man. Well, I'm not good, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I, I want to see one more time. Drop it, bro. Just drop it. Drop it. Drop it. Yeah. Bro, I'm never going to listen to you, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got a special guest Gomez with us. Say hi, you doing, man. Yo, yo, I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Not too bad. Excited to be on. Um, we're we're happy to have you on, man. I'm expecting yeah. some um, interesting opinions from you. You know, gems. Hope can I provide that. Innit? Yeah, maybe some some maybe some alternative opinion. Although I'm not too sure. I think you guys you you kind of like align with negative Arsenal. You know. <laughs> That kind of section of 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 the Arsenal community. Yeah, I mean, you can only be negative, you know. It's like we're doing so badly. Like, like, I wish I could be positive, you know. I wish, but you know. don't we all, man. Out of being fourteenth, really and truly, or fifteenth? Are we someone? Yeah, someone no, will be able to find a positive. Uh, tr- trust me, <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone will be able to find a positive. Not even El Posi himself can find positive. He's done. El Posi's new- turned El Negativo. Oh, yeah. yeah, Oscar the Grouch, man. Yeah. But uh, before we start, um, just a couple plugs before we get into all the negativity. Let's start with some positive shit, shall we? So um, this pod is going to, is live on YouTube and um, big up to everyone streaming in right now. Uh, post a link, share the link, get as many people tuning into this as live as possible. You can leave your comments uh, in here and we can post them up. 
uh as the show goes on so um yeah big up all you lot make sure you hit the subscribe button on our youtube as well lots more video content coming um also uh have access to our discord server if you haven't uh joined already uh we have all our live shows on our live uh streams for the games our live match chats sorry um uh in order to access them you've got to be a patron so yep go to our patron page that will be in a bio at the bottom of the podcast um become a patron you get loads of interesting content we've got another piece coming out tomorrow don't we shabs we're uh doing yeah. uh what, what what's the title eight fixes uh, yeah, for, for, for Arsenal for, in January or something Arsenal like that. January, so yeah, second that, half yeah. of the season. Yeah, man. yeah we, we're going to tell Arteta how to fix the club in January. Um, yeah. I'm not too sure how that's going to turn out personally. I haven't actually come up with my fixes yet, so I'll work on that tonight. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's the plugs out of the way. Um, let's get into things. Um, Gomez, I'll start with you, actually. Let's just have a little brief introduction to you. Um, we know you personally on Twitter, obviously, but just in case the audience doesn't know who you are um what's your thoughts been on the season so far and where do you stand with um, like what what side of the fence are you on with Arteta uh I just before I get into it I just want to give a bit of context so people don't think I have any agendas but I was very much for the signing of Arteta uh, or for the hiring of Arteta um you know I still think the high risk high reward unknownism of Arteta was better than the known crapness we would have gotten from Emery or anyone else we would have hired. So, you know, I still think it was the right move then, but it's been 12 months now and you can't say anything else apart from we're going backwards. And the worrying thing for me is he seems like he's scrambling. He doesn't really know what um, he wants to do. And like, it looks like he's out of his depth. So, I personally, I'm not hopeful. I'm not going to say I'm quite Arteta out just because I don't really know why. I just think Arsenal won't do it, so there's no point. Um, but he's out of his depth. He's The way he manages isn't uh, inducive to a long-term success. He making, he's still making rookie errors like... For me, has, has, is he frauded you? Is it is is he pulled the wool over your eyes as well? Is that that's the kind of the impression I'm getting? Now I wouldn't say he has. To be honest, like I, I I think he's a bum. To be honest, like to be brutally honest, I think he's a bum. But I think um, if we could sack him now in a vacuum, I would sack him. Like he he should be gone. Like it's our worst start after 50 years. He should be gone. But I think who will hire? I, I don't really trust Edu to hire anyone that would be better than Arteta. So you might just ride him out to the end of the season. And then if it's still stuck in mid table, whatever, and there's, you know, an opportunity for Poch or somebody or like Rose in the summer, then, then I'll go for it. But uh, right now I'm not impressed. Um, I think his philosophy stinks. I think the way he looks at football stinks. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really having it right now, to be honest. Interesting stuff, man. So yeah, I think I think Gomez is kind of aligning with our thoughts on on things. Um, let's talk about the game itself, um, because I I don't think even the most optimistic Arsenal fan amongst us would have had us getting uh, a result against Spurs on on Sunday. So I, I, I guess that kind of uh, softened the blow a little bit when things went exactly how the whole world thought they would go. <laughs> the whole world thought they would go a certain way, and. Um, 
yeah, alas, it did go that way. So let's talk about the um, how we how we started the game. Um, so obviously, Arteta has continued with this four uh, two three one with Lacazette in the ten, and you know holding Gabriel centre back and traditional fullbacks. Um, were you guys surprised at all that um, that Arteta didn't revert back to the three four three? Yes, absolutely. Because um, yeah. I think for the tragedy that has been Arteta's Arsenal career, I think what he has done well is set up well in big games. Um, you know, I was not for it at all to begin with. But when I started to see um, some themes in terms of results against the big games and it was tight. And I think being an Arsenal fan as well, you get used to being, you, we've become accustomed to being blown away in the big games. So when you when um, Arteta came in and we saw some um, a greater degree of structure, even though it wasn't necessarily the football that we wanted to see, you say, okay, he's onto something here. So um, for me, this game, I was very surprised that he didn't um, play a three at the back. I was very, I was very surprised with um, both the lineup and the selection. If I'm being honest with you, very surprised with the omission of Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Surprised that Oneni didn't. Um, start the game um surprised that he um continued with Lacazette in the 10 um I was just surprised man lots of (laughs) lots of different surprises for me we have to be careful because I I think you know we have also we've got to pick a side we've also been calling for Arteta to do um something different many of us were tired of three at the back we wanted to see something different he's given us something different which I'm not entirely against but um that wasn't the right game for for it if you ask me yeah, I, in, in my opinion, I feel like um, he's stuck between a rock and a hard place at the moment because he's damned if he changes it and he's he's damned if he doesn't. So if he changes it, he's kind of like, Arteta doesn't know what he wants to do. Should he stick to his principles? Like we have these philosophical philosophical um, conversations about um, what coaches should and shouldn't do when they come into a team, right? Leroy, do you think that Arteta should be sticking to his guns or do you think he should be just doing whatever he can right now to get results? Um, well, the thing is, I would like to see him a bit more of a nuanced approach because I feel like if if he played Burnley this weekend and he went with the formation he did against Spurs, I completely understand it because he's addressing the problem that we had. The problem that we had is that we were relatively solid when he went to this back three hybrid system where we couldn't score goals. And we couldn't score goals against teams that camped in against us. But in terms of the big teams, the big teams we were doing okay in the big games. So I just think he, he's just not really showed any, he's just kind of backwards thinking. So yes, I understand he went back four because he wanted to create more, but Spurs are top of the league. We all went into that game, we ended that game, we were, they were heavy favourites. We just needed to not lose. We needed to be resolute, sharp. So if he went back to the back three, that would make sense for that game. But Obviously, this weekend, it's a different story. So, yeah, I just think what he did didn't really make sense. And the thing is, you're saying he should stick to his guns and his philosophy. He's, cha- he's chopping and changing his philosophy. What is his philosophy? I know, yeah. we've seen like 12 different philosophies in last yeah. <laughs> A philosophy a month. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what his philosophy is. But going back to what he's been doing for the back in the last season, the beginning of this season, couldn't have been seen as a, a climb down or a back step. It'd just be seen as adapting to the game, which is the only games that we've had any type of success in so far yeah which is the big games right like I think um I think there's a clear 
he's obviously feeling the pressure right now, isn't it? We're, we're not we're not scoring, we're not we're not winning games. There seems to be a clear like I think against Spurs, he placed a lot of emphasis on uh, getting like getting a positive result out of the game, which maybe in his eyes was a win. Um, whereas maybe when he first came, he probably would have set up a bit more defensively and been happy with a point. But is that has that pressure kind of like forced his hand? I think it's rattled him. I just think he's, what I'm seeing now is a rattled manager. You know when mm. he was in his last legs, just scraping around for any kind of success. Yeah, man. That's what it looks like at the moment. Yeah, shit's shit's creek, no paddle, man. No, that's that's where he's at right now, man. Yeah. What do you, so in terms of the team though? So if if would you would you have all gone to the three four three then? Is that with this current setup? Yes, because it gives us a lot more stability and solidity. Because we, I mean, we had both our fullbacks pushed up and holding and Gabriel. Gabriel can hold it down, but everyone targets their left side. Yeah, everyone yeah. targets it because you cannot leave Rob Holding in twenty yards of space. Mm. It's going to go well. Can't yeah. Yeah. Right hand side is like vegan D and vegan dumb, isn't it? It's uh, <laughs> better than holding. Like you can't leave him isolated like that because he just doesn't have the. He just doesn't have the ability to do it. Sorry, mm. you, can't, you can't do that. So especially in big games against top players, if we're going to be camped, the team's going to sit back and we're going to be camped in their half, and then we're going to be um, moving forward. Yeah, I can understand that. Fine, because they're not mm. really going to forward that much. But in that game with Son Kane, it's stupid. Yeah, I do. I do think the fullback thing, the, the high fullback thing, um, it does help. They were extremely high and wide, both Tierney and Bellerin. It does help us in terms of build up, um, having the option, um, you know, st- um, stretching the width of of, of the pitch. Uh, Bellerin was proper on the touchline. Um, it's good in terms of build up. It's horrible when um, it breaks down. It's horrible when play breaks down, and it just left us t- um, quite a few times in the first half. In like a just just such a vulnerable position, man. And um, Bellerin doesn't have the recovery pace. He doesn't have the legs um, to kind of get back. So that to me is a risk. And then um, it's the fact that they persisted. It's the fact that Bellerin didn't see the signs um, when it happened early in the game. Um, Partey, I don't I don't think his head was was really in the game. I think in a different game he offers a bit more security. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously there were question marks about his fitness. Granite Jack is never going to see the signs either. So um, between one of them, you'd, you'd expect maybe if Bellerin does go so far forward or Tierney, then at least one of your um, central midfielders sits a bit deeper um, and tries to, to to help out and offer a bit of security when it breaks down. Um, I'd want that to be whoever partners um, Partey rather than Partey himself because we know what he gives us moving forward. But um, no one in that no one in that midfield, um, the Swiss guy, wasn't smart enough, and it's just it's it's tiring, man. Swiss guy, the Swiss guy. I, I don't, we don't we, like we're not we're not referring to him as anything other than that. To be honest with you, because why should we? Like he's just some Swiss guy that 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 plays for us. Like that's what he is. So um, yeah, man, it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. It's really frustrating because I, I I don't mind. I think one uh, fullback has to either tuck in. Um, you know, on 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 one side whilst the other goes high, or vice versa, or a centre midfielder has to kind of sit um, and 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 offer assurance and and protect your your centre backs. And again, I think we saw this early days under Arteta. So I, I I don't know why we've reverted to it. We saw Xhaka used to do that kind of pick up the ball in the left half space um, in the left defensive zone and uh, and you know sit there as well sometimes. But we're not seeing anything like it. And that. 
this is it, man. It's just it's 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 crazy. I was I was I was mortified at what I saw on Sunday. <laughs> so I, I guess the question is, but before we get into like the game's events, obviously I think most of us knew before the game what Jose was going to try and do. So I, I guess the question is, is what do you do when you're the opposing manager against Jose, and 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 you know fully well what he's going to do. He's going to sit back. What do you do? How do you get them to come out? Think it out. Nah, don't worry about that. We are in a bad situation. We don't need to come out. We just need to not lose. Stink it out. Make it dead. I, I don't yeah. care. For one, I don't... I, listen, you know what I mean? I'm a proponent for attacking football. I like to be entertained. Against Spurs, I do not give a fuck. I do not give a toss. Get the result. Stink the place out if you have to. You're going, you're going, to, you're going to their ground as well. The onus is on them. They're top of the league. Yeah, a draw, a draw would have been a, a decent result. And he could have easily brought like Ainsley in. Um, and even, even if he wanted to keep four at the back, he could have brought Ainsley in at right back and then maybe, maybe like tucked him in. So he would have just sat there waiting for Son on the counter-attack. So I feel like not only did he go for the wrong formation, he went for the wrong team selection with Bellerin and Holden. And he had solutions there where he could have used Ainsley. Um, and... You know, you could have just had him tucked in and just been sat there waiting for Son you know, instead of Bellerin pushing up, especially when you know, like, our front four and Bellerin aren't really te- technically reliable. You're just going to be giving them um, transition opportunities. Um, it, fe- it felt really naive from Arteta. And mm. in the big games, he hadn't really been naive up until um, up until last weekend. So Yeah. Uh, yeah and really- Goldman... And Gomez, you said like the wrong um, personnel as well in terms of um, who did you say Bellerin and? Well, it, it's mainly Bellerin, but I, w- I would have played Saliba to be honest. Bellerin and Holding, you said, yeah. but um, also Saliba's ready now. Auto. By the way, guys, apparently he's ready to play now. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, you know, we picked the wrong guy in terms of picking the Swiss guy. He picked the wrong guy in terms of starting with Partey. He picked the wrong guy in terms of um, Lacazette, um, yeah. and and we, you yeah. know. I'm a yeah. So so there were so many um, positions or individuals who he selected on Sunday who he he, he probably should not have, he definitely should not have selected. I don't understand why. On I'm imagine me like we did, we're 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 talking about um, El Neni and reasons why he should be included in the side. This is how you know it's 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 bad. Like it's it, it's bad because I'm advocating for El Nenny to start. And if you don't know me from before, you know I'm I'm like I transfer list this guy on football manager from the first day every single year. I get like what are we doing? But I'm calling for him to start the game. Like what is going on? It's crazy. So um yeah, man, what shit's good. Ceballos, I think he could have started the game. I don't understand why he didn't, but yeah, man. Yeah. Let, let, let's let's talk about that opening goal then because um I mean, it's it was, it was written in the textbook of what was going to happen, right? Um, an attacking. I, I think Anton said something really uh, big up Anton actually. Uh, very good appearance on Touchline on Sunday. He said some very um, interesting things, and it, oh, it's gee, something and... something that he said quite quite uh, stuck with me actually. And it was that the worst thing that you can be in the Premier League is is have a poor attack, and there was nothing more true than our attack on on uh, Sunday because <clears throat> despite having 70% possession, 44-something crosses, we outshot them. We never really looked threatening and Tottenham were quite comfortable throughout the game. Um, and they just looked to pick us off, really. And it was it, ultimately, it was a couple poor attacks from us 
which saw the ball broke down and uh, they scored both of their goals from. I can't, what was the first one? Was uh, The first goal was, was that Bellerin crossing it to Aubameyang? But he kind of like no, put no, it no. behind him. Or, or what was no, that, that was the, sec- that was the second, second goal. The, fir- was the, the first, first goal was, um, I think the pass just got cut out, didn't it? And Son got onto it. No, 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 no. Yeah, I think it got cut on the edge of the box. And then it, yeah. it went straight up to Kane. Yeah, and, uh, that's it. He played Son in. And, and Bellerin wasn't out. watching Son on Bellerin wasn't watching Son, right? He just snuck in, in behind. Yeah. 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 So Be- yeah, Bellerin had no awareness of Son. Um the ball came in. Part Partey was tr- trying to Partey was probably the closest to Kane when um he brought the ball down. Um it was Gabriel. Kane. Gabriel or was it Gabriel? Been, I thought Gabriel should have been a tiny bit closer to him and probably fouled him. But that was the other thing. One had to engage and one had to drop. Yeah, so yeah. Gabriel had to engage, Holding had to drop. And you know what? I think the issue is Gabriel doesn't have confidence in his partner. He mm. does not have confidence in his partner. So he feels like, I have to do this all. I have to cover cover everything in the air. I have to cover everything on deck. I have to cover everything in behind. I have to cover my side. I have to cover the right-hand side. Um, like, you know, we had to come and bail Demelo out the other day against um, Wolves. And that's why, um, you know, he got he got done like that. But I, I think that's the, that's, that's the issue. But Kane turned, Kane brought it down, turned and 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 just played it in. Xhaka was trying to win the ball from in front of Kane. I don't understand it. He was in a, he was goal side and tried to run around the front of Kane. He turned away and just played it out to Son. Um, Bellerin was just busting the gut to get back. Holding was dropping off, dropped off, dropped off, dropped off to about the edge of the box and then ca- carried on dropping off. I think Regulon made a decoy run on the outside. Um, someone was running on the outside and I think that's... Holding should have engaged Son in my... Like, you know, you can't sag off that much and uh, just continue to allow him to to come forward. I think Holding should have um, engaged him, but I think he was distracted by the decoy run. I think that the run was the, the ball. The ball was never going out wide, and if it did, Bellerin was making that pathetic recovery run on the inside, where he probably, probably would have made it to um, Regulon had the ball gone there. But in the end, um, the indecisiveness and Song comes inside and hits it. Um, I was surprised that he, he hit it when he when he did, but I thought it was a brilliant strike. Um, and yeah, man, it, it just flew in and. Any, say what any, you want about the keeper, but yeah, I was going to say any fault to blame uh, at the feet of Leno. It, it looks no. like it should never go in from there. Oh, but no, that's, you, I know you were getting onto Leno in the group chat, yeah. Bro, it's thirty yards out, you know. But he put it outside the post and it hit the side netting. What's he supposed to do? My concern is with Leno; he seemed to be way too far off his line. Really? Uh, he he yeah. was. I think way too far. I, I think, it, I, yeah, I think it was too far. He wasn't set. Maybe he just didn't expect him to shoot, just outside of his, his six yard box. But I, 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 could, I'm, I haven't watched the goal back since, so I, I, I don't, I don't know. know where you want him to be. Because the thing is, he's going to think if they they slip a ball through, he wants to be ready to sort of come out and actually smother it. Mm. Um, yeah, and that's in that position. Um, but what's that again? He put that outside the post. Mm. What are you supposed to do about it? And it literally just hit the side netting on the way in. That was a mad finish. Mad right. finish. It was a sick goal. It was a sick goal. Um, I was probably a bit too harsh at Leno, uh, uh, of Leno who, at the time. Who saved that? Maybe, I, 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 think that, I think some keepers do save it, you know? I don't think Alisson saves that. Mm. I think his positioning was a bit off, though. Um, but I think I think he... For, like When I was watching, I thought he was already high. But I think it was high. Like They must have told him to play high. 
um, and play like sweeper keeper just in case Kane plays any balls in. Because I think he was high when Kate, when Son actually got the ball and you see him, he's dropping back, he's dropping back and then he's not actually set. But I don't mm. think he would have saved even if he was. Like, when he's yeah. I, 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 I've struggled to see who says that in the league. What, maybe Mendy? Because he's quite athletic. Mm. Yeah. Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins division and championship futures all day every day head to bet online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses don't forget to use the promo code bluewire at betonline.ag that's bluewire all one word bet online your online sportsbook experts so so what happened with the second goal then? It, is that the one where Bellerin... The so that was the one on half-time, right? Let, all right, let's talk this through. Right, let's talk this yeah. through. Because there's about a million things that happen on this goal that are quite annoying. Mm. And I don't want to get onto my boy, because you know me, I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm Ashanti, you know. Thomas Partey is my guy, you know, yeah. like... No, but you have to call him out. When you yeah. have to, just for today, just for now, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. okay. It's just for today, he's still my yeah. guy, but... Why? My thing is, yeah, I've got, I've got this theory, right? I've got this theory. I don't know how true it is, but you've just, you've just spent, uh, so what? Partey's what twenty seven. He spent what, like, last seven years playing for Atletico Madrid under Diego Simeone. Yeah. I wonder, in that same situation, and you're playing for Atletico uh, Madrid, does he do that? Like, I just wonder, is it a mentality thing in this squad where, like? You just do dumb shit that you don't know how to win football games anymore. And like you lose, you just become this nice guy. Do you know what? I'm going to be, I, I don't mean to defend party here, right? I don't think he thought the team were going to lose the ball. And this is the, going back to what you're saying about having a bad attack. Because the position we had it in, we shouldn't have lost the ball. Like, mm. why, is it, why is it breaking down there? And I thought yeah. he'd come over to speak to Arteta and say, look, this, this is peak. I need to come off. He did. But he didn't expect the ball to break down in that position. He and when did. Because he, he turned around and he looked like, oh, shit. What was yeah. He was surprised, you know what I mean? No, he looked twice because he looked at first and saw, oh, we're on the edge of the box with the ball. Because remember, he gets injured closest to the touchline just in the build-up to that. And remember, we had the possession, turned it over quickly. Um, he's crunched um, someone. Lacazette, I think, has then got the um, seconds and we've played it forward. I think it might have broken down again and then gone up the other, uh, gone up really quickly. So there were like a quick turnover of possession a few times. Bellerin, now, um, who actually, now I know we're really harsh on him. I still think he's one of our best players in the final third, Ooh. which speaks Bellerin, which speaks to how bad we've been. I think in the final third, like he's what, if he plays the ball the other side, it's a chance created and surely. Aubameyang's on goal. I just don't understand why he's trying to cut the ball back there when I think like Bellerin, like you know, Aubameyang really get if you if you you just put that on a plate for Aubameyang. That's what that's all you need to do. So I don't understand why Bellerin kind of um, cut it back, but he does. Um, Aubameyang completely misreads the situation. At first, I looked at him for oh, Aubameyang, 
why you know what i mean like oh, like, like he couldn't quite get there and then it's broken down but i can't blame him for that at all he wants the ball ahead of him do you see what i'm saying and then they get the ball um it goes up the pitch and then they're on like they 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 they're on like i think one pass and then it's four against yeah it's three against two four against two against two yeah and no, there was one pass out what was it from Aurier into um what's not the Celso. Celso. and yeah. then literally it's one what five against two yeah yeah and 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 I think with all of that because like describing the build up we was talking about Partey but remember he he I think he gets injured or well, he feels something I think when he goes in for the crunch he's by the touchline I think he says at that I think he gets up and says something at that point yeah he should stay on the pitch yeah he should stay down he, he's not a juvenile he's not a rookie he should know better um he should have just stayed there but I think he's he feels something. I didn't think his head was really in the game to begin with, mm. um, you know. And I think a bit a bit of rustiness. Um, he was, but he's he still probably played. our best player in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah I think so. And I think, you know, <laughs> he, he played. You know, I remember in the first half he played a pass through. Um, he was kind of on that in that left, um, like in that on on that left hand side. Um, and he played the pass through. I can't remember who he played it through, and it kind of went out off of the byline. But again, I saw the intent was there. You know what I mean? It was just a bit, it looked like rustiness. And he, there were a few other things that he'd done. And I thought, yeah, this guy's rusty. But yeah, man, he, he he should have stayed down there. He should have just stayed down. And I don't think he does that at um, Atletico. No way. I don't think he does that under Simeone. So why is it a thing here then? It's culture, man. It's the culture. Already? He's only been here two weeks. It's the culture, man. What kind of culture vulture is that? That's some culture drink man. level culture vulture, mate. Cat- Spend two weeks with someone and you adopt their culture already. It's catastrophic culture, mate. That's what it is. CC. Boy. Gomez, what do you think? Do you, what, what do you think Partey should have done in that situation? Uh, I, I kind of read it the same as you, man. Where I think he did just go over to the bench just to tell him, like, yo, I'm done. I need to come off. But he should have, like, obviously, he didn't think we were going to turn it over and you know we it was two against five even if he was on the pitch it would have been three against five we still outnumbered them offensively and we just we just, like better just passed it straight to oreo so there's nothing mm-hmm. really to do and then um yeah then, then it's Jack running into the box as well for that one yeah Jack and Tini i think so both running and then yeah dusted. but shaka as well he's another one because if you look at when the play broke down he um, went to engage, had no chance, like, a, like absolutely no chance. I don't just understand why he didn't just drop, retreat, start making the recovery run like earlier. Um, they, we probably still would have conceded, but you know, it would have given us a chance. It would have given them something to think about. It would it would have um, um, reduced the odds and, and 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 forced them into making the decision. But yeah, man, they had us, man, they had us, and these two, Son and Kane, are on song and. Yeah, man, and I, st- I I still think, despite being outnumbered, it was an amazing finish from um, Kane. But like, keeper's done, basically at the near post. Like, oh, that's harsh. Now I, I'm even going to say that was harsh. Oh, your mic's gone, Shab. Your mic's gone. But oh, yeah, nah, that? yeah, that's harsh, man. He pinged it and it hit. Yeah, the he's he's that one in, man. Packed him in, bro. Yeah, yeah even me, I'm not going to blame Leno on that one. Yeah, I don't know what's happened. I can't hear. I'm gonna come back, but um, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's a break from them. They they executed it really well. Yeah, it's, 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 it's bad. Both of their goals were sick. Yeah, 
it's mad annoying that like they literally had four attacks all game and, and scored two goals. Well, that's like, because no one, no one rates us. We're pathetic. We, we we can't. We have no danger to anybody. Like no danger whatsoever. So people don't even need to put themselves at risk. It's like they're laughing at us. It's like it's like in boxing where you know someone can't bang and you just walk them forward. Just, yeah. You know, you just know they can't do nothing to you. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about what we try to do then, because um, we've gone through um, Spurs' goals. Um, oh, Mo- Moises' boys, bro. Oh, <laughs> Moises' boys. I've never seen anything like it. Mm. Turn it, whip it. Turn it, whip it, whip it. 44 crosses. Yeah. Um, so, look, um, Leroy, I think you've said before that you're, you you quite like the whole... Um, I like crossing in when Cross, it's, yeah. when it's done properly, like so. If you're doing crossing in Charlotte, yeah, you one, you need fantastic crosses of the ball. Number two, you need a structure in the box. So it's not just let's flood men into the box. You need right, you go front post, you like a triangle, a box. You need a plan of where you're putting the ball, where your attacking players are going to be, and that's how you score goals. So it's high quality, high quality balls and high quality movement. We just seem to like Tierney's getting back. Tierney's not even looking, but he's just swinging it in. Better in poor quality crosses. We're not. There's no structure to it. We're literally just throwing aimless crosses in. And the, another thing about the cross, uh, the cross game is: are you doing an early cross? Is it a ground cross? We're we're doing the type of crosses in the air where our players are not going to win it against meathead defenders. It's not happening. So what we're doing is literally inshallah like literally that, that's that's all it is it's not there there is no game plan to it you're just getting as many crosses in hoisting it in seeing what happens there's no plan there it's embarrassing man. Mm. yeah my, my, my thing is about the crosses i think um i'm not adverse to crossing because i think in the right like Leroy said in the right kind of setup crossing is can be quite dangerous but when you're measure when you're analyzing crosses and if you if you analyze like Arsenal's crosses in this game 99% of them were against like set boxes so like you got Toby and um what was the geezer Fo- Fo- Dyer? Roden no who played at back for Spurs was it Dyer yeah i think it was Dyer yeah yeah yeah, yeah. was it Dyer Dyer, Dyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so they were all set Number one. <laughs> so, but it, the reason it works so well for like teams like Liverpool and Man City is they're able to disorientate um, a defence, whip a ball in and you get runners into the box. We were literally, there were so many times we just put Oba and Lacazette in the box and just, it was just trying to whip long balls into them. And it was, yeah, man, it was fucking pathetic, bruv. Like crosses in general, don't ask me how I know this, but Crosses in general, and especially the crosses that we were doing, you got like between like a zero and five percent chance of scoring from from a cross. Like <laughs> that's the kind of levels we're talking about. Those kind of crosses that we're talking about, you know. And <laughs> it's even more infuriating that after the game, Arteta comes. Was it after this game or was it after the previous game where Arteta was like, "Well, you know, if we keep doing that, it's only going to be a matter of time before no, uh, you know you you put in that many crosses is going to." That was the last goal. game. Yeah, okay, game. maybe you know, if you put in 70 crosses, maybe just one of them might land in a lucky position. But what kind of strategy is that, man? It's foolishness. He said I'm near I'm nearly sure that if we cross the ball more. He said it's he said it's the ma- what do you think it's the mathematics or something yeah, like that? Simple yeah, yeah, math. Yeah. Simple yeah. math. This guy is fucking Albert Einstein himself. Crazy. Do you know how crazy that is? Like for like big press conference, like I can't remember his press conference or interview to come out and say that. 
Like I'm nearly sure that if we cross the ball more, it will lead to more goals and goal-scoring opportunities for us. This is your big plan. Well, I, do, I do wonder what he's seen. Go on, sorry, Gomez. No, I was going to say, like, it seems like this strategy has come out the last two, two or three yeah, games. Two games. Like, where it's come from and why he's now diverted to this strategy. Because before, even when we had the 3-4-3, we couldn't really create any separation. But we were still creating some chances and they were falling to Lacazette. And the theory was, if you just moved the Bamiang up front, you'd end up getting more chances and those chances you'd end up, you'd end up scoring. Now he's like changed it completely. He's gone and said, okay, I'm going to move Aubameyang up front, but now I want to cross it every single time. We're just going to work it out wide as quickly as possible and then just cross it at the first opportunity. And it's like, like you guys said, you have to, it's against a set defence. At least do some sort of combination to try and like move the defence around. And then you can might get some runners on their on like defenders' blind side, or you can maybe create an alleyway where you know the defense isn't set, so you can play in between the keeper and the centre backs. But all we're doing is just like Tottenham are really narrow. They're showing us out wide. We'll go out wide and we'll just cross it. And just like you're not going to score or fashion many chances that way. It's, it's low percentage football. Yeah, hundred percent. And even and even with crosses, you get the 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 whole like bit of chaos in the box. There's not there's not gonna be that if you're if the defense is set. Like they've packed the they've packed the um the box, they've got their men on the outside of the area ready to get the seconds and to break on us. <laughs> like it's just it's a nonsensical thing. And I, I, yeah, you're right. It's, it does seem to be a tactics that's just come like uh, over the last few weeks. Like we were doing this horseshoe kind of pass map shit, and it's kind of like he said to himself, Oh, all right, cool. Well, when we do actually get wide now, rather than maybe passing it back inside, why don't we just go for a cross instead? Why don't we try to penetrate? This is this is um, you know the advancement on it on on his base tactics. This is oh. like phase two. The whole um, international break. The whole international break to this is to the figure out this master plan. Wow, this guy's a fraud. You know when like, you know yeah. waffling. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. I'm, you know when like you know when he bust and you know um, there was the there was the video of him around the training ground and he went to the <laughs> he said he went to the um, room and he said uh, where's the drones I'm still waiting to understand what <laughs> what benefit he went to the drones so he can fucking and, see the stupid crosses I'm still waiting to understand like the benefit was or, or, or see the merit of of the drones that he asked for because right now, I I can't see not you one dividend you got drones I can't drums? see not one dividend I swear down like I'm confused I'm confused. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, uh, Aubameyang because um, I think he probably had our best chance of the game, uh, which came, which actually came from across. Right, it was a it was a header, um, which maybe he should have done better with. Or am I being a little bit harsh? I don't remember a, 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 I remember a lack of header, but I can't remember. But Laka had a header that Hugo Lloris saved, but didn't yeah. Oba have a, a header that he put wide? Yeah, I think, he? yeah. I mean, he, had, he had one where Tini crossed it in, and then he was like kind of back post, and I think he put it over. Was it over? Yeah. Was it a good oh, chance? I think I remember. Um, that. Yeah. yeah, it was a good chance, but <laughs> maybe I'm confusing the Wolves game as well. They both those fucking games seem the same to me. Yeah, I mean, it was a difficult, it was a difficult-ish chance, but for me, like his movement wasn't that great. Like, he seemed like he was like three or four, it seemed like he was like five yards behind uh, Dyer's blind side. And he didn't make his run early enough. And then when it, it when it came in, he was like struggling to get over the ball and then it went over. 
I feel like if he was a bit more sharp and a bit more confident, or maybe we had actually practiced crossing it in and we had some like patterns of play, then you know, maybe he would have um, you know, made that run a bit sooner and actually got into that position. But yeah, I'm just re-watching it now. Yeah, it's um he is he's he's put it over and there's oh yeah, that, that was a lack of one. Yeah, yeah, he's put it over. Um he's yeah, he's he's run off back stick and put it over. Are you guys are you guys worried about Oba? Yeah, nah, nah I ain't worried about him. I, I, I am because inevitably, um, I, I think I understand why why you're not worried about him, Leroy. And I, I think bigger picture, if we if if we recruit properly, if we start creating, then over the long term, I'm not worried about him. But in the moment, yeah, I am. Of course, I am. Um, I'm worried for him, not about him. And it's it's because these things affect your confidence. And I think he's he he is. He has to be low on confidence at the moment. Um, and I do think it's affecting his overall level of performance. And this is a player who, um, you know, is never really involved in games anyway. He, um, you know, his, his inputs and his contributions are by and large in the final third, mostly in the box, doing his business and, and, and putting it away. Um, if there's no, he's, he's a striker who thrives on service. If there's no service at all, then you think like, what, you know, what is his game? What does he have to offer us? Um, and um, yeah, man, I just think it. I do think it does affect him. I do think it affects his confidence. Really, you know what? I, I think he's been netting for too long and knows he's too elite to let something like this affect his confidence. Because I think Oba, in his heart of hearts, is saying, "I know I'm wavy. You man of shit." Mm. <laughs> That's what's in his head, and he's not. It's less of a lack of confidence and more fed up. So he's not yeah. making runs because he knows the ball's not coming. He's yeah. really putting in the effort because he knows this, this, this is dead. Like, you know when you're just angry? Play, yeah, you can't be bothered. But I, I think that still affects his overall performances oh, yeah, and that impacts on the team's performances. Yeah, it, no. it does. Even though we're shit, it's our fault. It's not, it's not our part. It's not your fault. I, swear I agree, that. I agree but, with that. So it affects the overall performance, but mm. if you get quality in there and you start seeing this about, oh, we'll start netting again. I don't yeah, have yeah, an yeah. issue with him as in terms of his qualities. Yeah, I believe that, yeah. Come. Uh, did you see what his agent uh, posted on on Instagram? Yeah, well, the, the graphic with the, like twentieth chances. With, like, no, 20... no, no. He's fed up. He's completely fed up. He's, and, completely uh, fed up. he's rightfully so as well. Um, like Abamyang, last two years, he's shown us even if he's fed scraps, he can get uh, he can bag thirty goals. So the fact that he's not even bagging right now, he's not even getting scraps. So it's like Arteta just has to do more to get him chances, and, and that's. That's literally it. Yeah, it's I, the bread and butter. That's yeah. it. I, I, I wouldn't say I'm worried about Oba, but I think um, he had another chance, didn't he? Where um, it was very similar to to the the chance that he scored against Chelsea in the FA Cup final. And I can't remember. Was it Toby he was up against? Yeah, he and, got caught. He got caught, didn't he? Yeah. That's and good, that... I don't know. That kind of made me feel a bit like, hmm. Maybe that was just a confidence thing. I don't know. But um, that that kind of made me think, like, is this the same player? Um, is this the same player physically? Is this the same player mentally? Has he, has he like, clocked out? Has he, has he checked out now? Like, he's got that he's secured the bag. Is... I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the, I hate having these conversations because we're not in the psyche of the player, right? And you like to think that 
these players are the 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 top professionals they're they're elite winners to get to this level in football you're going to have that elite mentality but i look at someone like willian who has checked out so why couldn't the same be true for obamiang yeah no i think i think it's true i think it happens like um i think i alluded to it i think leeway said it um I'm not sure if Gomez, you feel the same. I think he's taken his ball and he's gone home. And he said, when you lot are ready to come and play and be serious again, then I'm here. I'll net for you. But until then, and not a moment sooner, I ain't... Because also, you know, all this talk about him being promised that one of the conditions of him signing was, you know, I need creativity, I need something. And we've let him down. All this talk about, oh, yeah, oh, but he's signed and he's not, you know, he's not performing now ever since. What has he had? What opportunities has he had? How have we... What have we done um, in any game to kind of benefit him, you know, to support him, to 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 to, to play to his strengths? We've done nothing, man. We've let we let him down every single week with the guys who get sent out with him. It's craziness. So I can't blame him. I'm not I'm not, I'm not mad at him. I just think yeah, he's, he has checked out. I think he's taken his ball. He's gone home. When he's waiting for January to see what happens there, hopefully some, some some magic can come. And I think, yeah, he'll have a much better second half. I hope he'll have a much better second half of the season than he's than he's had so far. But again, that's on us, not on him. And if he doesn't, then I'm sure it would be on us because we're not creating for him. Because if we create for him, he will score. If Bellerin plays that pass, the other side, um, you know, that we, we score, we equalise 1-1. You know, the game's different. You know, it's just things like that. That's what I think. Um, do you, with him being captain, though, do you think um, you, we should expect more? Like, I agree with you. I think he has checked out, and I think we can see that in his body language. But like, he's he's the club captain at the end of the day as well. So, is it uh, is it is it a bit of an? I don't know. Should should Oper even be? I don't know. I don't, how much how much re- relevance does the club captain thing have these days? Is it is it a big yeah. deal? Is I don't know. I, I, his game is his game. This this is by and large the footballer he's 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 always been. So he's not, you know, because he's captain, uh, he's not gonna start, um, you know, picking the ball up deep and beating four, five, six players on route to goal. Um, you know, it, that's that's just not gonna happen. This is his game. His game has always thrived on, you know, um, chances being created for him. You put it on the plate for him. You give it to him in areas where he can do damage. He does the damage. That's it. The rest is history. So. I don't, I don't know. And if you're talking about run more, maybe effort. Uh, again, like it's, it's already been said, like he, he's given up making runs because these players don't find him. What's the point? Like I see, we were talking about this like three or four games ago. We'll probably talk about it in the Leeds game where he was reverted back up front through the middle, and we were saying the amount of times that this guy made runs and no one found him. And then like you see as the game fades on, he thinks, I'm not going to make that run. Why am I going to go in behind for it? doesn't matter how many times I do this. No one is going to find me. What's the point? What is the point? So yeah. I'm not mad at him. That's what. That's where I'm at with it. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job sites according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. And now, 
Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed's match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueIsle. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueIsle. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Any Anything more you guys want to talk about the game? Uh, any any other points you guys want to make? Uh, Nelson not being in the squad was a bit stupid from from my perspective. You played him sixty minutes in the Europa League, um, so everyone's thinking you know Pepe suspended, Martinez injured. Um, you know if you're going to start winning in Saka, you're going to have no no wingers on the bench, um, and then all of a sudden he's not in the squad. And now Williams playing the full ninety minutes and just thinking up. Like, at least you could have brought. Um, you know, Nelson, now bring Nelson on, on the bench, and then he, he gives you an option. But I thought, I thought that's that's thank, but, but yeah, I just saw Teta in it. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. understand that. We had what like four centre midfielders on the on the bench, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I, I think again, you, you have to look at the themes because this is a theme that has we can't even say emergent, it's been there. Um, where there aren't game changers on the bench, so we don't have game changers anyway. But when you look at who um, makes the squads from week to week um, in the Premier League, you look on that bench and you say, when the game's not going our way, who can we actually bring on that can make a difference? And there's no one. There's yes. no one. That, like, there, there is not... Like, when it, when it went to, you know, shit, I was like, okay, it's less about the fact that this is the score now, more about that we can't do anything to change the score. Like these players have to go up five gears in the second half or, you know, we've got to get a miracle from one of our players or a calamity from one of their players, like to, 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 to kind of level it out. I said, there's, there's absolutely no chance that we can, we, we can do anything about this now because who's he got on the bench? Sorry, maybe, maybe, maybe Sabios, but I didn't even have confidence. Like low block, Sabios ain't going to come in and do, do Jack. No, fair enough. Um, we've got Burnley next, right? Low block yeah. central. It's going to be like 100 crosses. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> At least they're not going to hit us on a break like Spurs, right? Yeah, Wait, you say that. <laughs> you say that. Um, what's his name? Dwight McNeil. I think he's going to cause us some pain, man. And he lo- he's on that left-hand side, isn't it? Yeah. Dwight McNeil, man. What changes would you guys make to the team for for against Burnley? What would you guys do? How would you guys set up? Saliba in. Saliba in. Realistically yeah. speaking, guys. Realistically uh, speaking. You asked me what changes I would make. Am I allowed to? Are we allowed to? <laughs> are we allowed to? Saliba is not playing, bruv. And he just got. And he, I don't think he can even play, can he? He just got sent off for the resis. <laughs> <laughs> He was balling. He was balling like him, bro. Say that again. He was balling. He was balling. He was balling like him. Was he? 
Yeah. Uh, what, let us free now. <laughs> we had 10 men. We had 10 men before he got sent off. <laughs> he would play. I'd, I'd, play, I'd play him. I can't play him. Why is he um, playing in that stupid competition, bruv? It'd be... Um, in hell, man. Look, man, I'd have David Louise, Gabriel... Back, he, or has he had um, another fucking baby this week? And he's the mate of the nose. No, it's a head injury, man. It's his head injury. Oh, was it? Yeah, his head injuries. Yeah, I'd play, um, I'd play El Nenny, I'd play Sabios, um, El Nenny, Sabios midfield. Yeah, yeah, I would. I think Pepe should be back. No, Pepe's not back. Pepe's still we've missing. We've got one more game. Fuck. Um, Saka, Reese Nelson. Um, I don't know what I'd do about the 10. I'll be honest with you. Um, um, Abramyang would obviously play up front. I'd have um, ESR on the bench. Um, yeah, Willian, man. I just I don't want Willian around, man. He's because he, he's another one, man. Like he got off light because really, like we didn't really speak about him in the Tottenham about like when we touched on the Tottenham game. Um, he's been stinking up the joint for weeks now. But um, yeah, is so there a case light. for um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles playing midfield? I'd have him at right back, personally. You need him at right back. Yeah. Even against Burnley? <sighs> Dwight McNeil against Bellerin. Like, that's... Done, man. Just forget it. My, my worry with Ainsley Maitland-Niles at right back is I don't think he's good enough offensively to... I think I think we'd be negating ourselves offensively by putting Maitland-Niles there. We don't create chances anyway. It doesn't matter. We're doing even. We're going to be doing even worse. So that's my thing. That's my thinking. What, what we can afford to be is braver. Like you, you said it yourself. You said it yourself. Bellerin is one of our best final third players. Yeah, he is. He so is. From time that you're take that you're removing him from the equation and putting in someone like Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who is boy. But Be- Be- Bellerin needs to be removed from the firing line, even for his own good, even for himself. Like, as a protective move, like I wouldn't start Bellerin, like ge- like genuinely, like you know, between his foul throws, um, like you know, Fucking he's out. out of breath every week, like you know, he can't make recovery runs. Him turn up, like I, w- I just wouldn't start him. I honestly wouldn't start him. I'd, I'd, like, I'd, I'd, I'd rest him to protect him if nothing else. Like, the fans get onto him as well, so. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, it starts same, to get nasty. Yeah, same thing that happened to Lacazelle uh, a couple of weeks ago, where the man just kept playing him, and he's going through a bad run of form, and everyone starts piling on him. The man just take him out the firing line, like rotate him, but he's too stubborn, isn't it? So, well, there's one man who definitely is going to be playing. That's William, right? <laughs> I'll play William ten, to be honest, and I see, I see how it goes. I play four two three one. William ten, Saka, and Nelson in the wings. Um, oh my but there's no, there's nothing else. It was so bad, bro. We're playing Saka, Nelson, and William in the three, three of the most, three out of the four most important positions on the pitch. Yeah, it's crazy. We are finished. We yeah. are absolutely finished. We're done. Oh God, that We're is done. so bad. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere near a starting eleven in a top ten side, let alone. Let alone Arsenal. Oh, let alone yeah. where we want to be. Well, we are fifteen, top fifteen side now. Just about now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need. We need. We 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 do need to be careful with Saka because that over reliance on Saka is and like he got beaten up against Tottenham. Like this guy had a bloody nose, everything. Like he got. He got, oh yeah. He Man got, had it. I got a nosebleed. <laughs> he got beaten up. Like you know, he took knocks. He got chopped. He got fouled up. Like he's he's he, his load has been heavy. 
Um, you know, such as our reliance on him, our over-reliance on him. And I think we need to be careful. I think the other thing as well, Saka and, and Tierney, they're both young. Obviously, Tierney's older, way more experienced. Um, but like, you know, the, the positions that they take up, man, they 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 get into the same spaces and at times on top of each other. And I don't like it. And I, I think it needs to be worked on, man. Because like, it's like you've got that left back who likes to overlap, um, you know, getting them spaces and get the crosses in. But yeah, Saka, Saka is out there a lot as well, man. And I think like, it's just coaching. That's what it is. It's just coaching. But I, I, I haven't even seen that. I might even consider playing Saka inside centrally. I know people have said, yeah, it's, it, you know, it stinks, but well, people don't prefer it, but I, I might even consider playing him in inside as something different. Um, yeah. Do you think that, because um, obviously we brought on Enketia on um, Sunday, and I think it's quite clear to see that Enketia is not really providing us with that booster quality that we need. Is there a case to be said that, say, I'm, I'm hoping Balogun starts tomorrow, although I, I, I can't say, I think Eddie's probably going to get the minutes, but... If there's, um, I don't know, say, for example, it, it's nil-nil tomorrow and Balogun comes on and scores two, do you think there's a case that Balogun should be included in the squad for, for Burnley? Just I know that's a mad hypothetical situation. I'm just wondering how fast you think he in, could be fast-tracked and if he should be fast-tracked at, um, at all. Instead of Enkatia or just included in the squad, period? You can only have seven subs, right? So yeah. uh, it's probably going to be either or. I don't think you can afford to have two... I don't think you can justify starting or putting Balogun in the Premier League if you're not even getting minutes in the Europa. Yeah, played in the Europa, the full game smashes it. Fair enough, but we're not even seeing him get minutes in that competition. So how can you? I just have no. I I I like Eddie, but the more I see him, I'm becoming more and more and more convinced that I don't think he is. even good enough to be a squad level player for us. I think we have I'm to be fair though. I'm going to my original position. On but, I think we, but I think we have to be fair because again, like what if Oba, who is a hitter, is not getting chances? What chance does he have? What chance does anyone else in the squad have? But no. I'm even looking at Eddie's performance in the Europa League. Yeah, that's where we are that, making chances. And and, yeah. And that's and that's and that's, that's all I'm judging it on. I'm not judging it off the the bench appearances there. And like I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not going to do that to him. But yeah. I'm more talking about Europa League. I don't think he's really stood out in Europa League to be honest. I know yeah. he scored a few goals, but yeah, I get what you mean, and I think that is fair. I think that's fair. But yeah, I I, I agree with Leroy in terms of Balogun, and it, it's um, unreasonable to expect him to be involved in in in, in Premier League. Um, squads when he's he's not starting games it's it's like ESR you know it's the same thing like we're calling for I'm calling for ESR to start games but I know it's a pipe dream right now because he's not even starting in Europa I want him to start like you know because I just think at this point let's just see something different but yeah man I, I think I think both of them are ready to start Europa games though it's just the, the manager's not playing them like ideally you, you would have used that as a kind of a playground to like evaluate acid test their, like, you know yeah, exactly. Like you know, evaluate where Balogun is. Evaluate where Smith Rowe is instead. Like he's wasting subs on Willian, trying to get his confidence up, and he's still stinking out in the Europa League. So like, what's what's going on? I, I don't I don't understand. Like, it's, instead of playing the youngsters, he's bringing on Tierney in the Europa League, and Sabios, Sabios, 
And it's like, like, a bit like he's played William in every single cup game in Europa League game for the last half an hour, trying to get him to score a fluky goal so he can try mm. and get up. Like, just waste a minute. Almost like Kia Drabchen's got some kind of appearance based <laughs> bonus head in his way or something like that. It's a joke. Uh, okay, um, I'm going to do some listeners' questions. Guys, if you're listening on the YouTube live, um, feel free to send in some of your questions. If not, I'll do it from our Patreons and whatever we got through the Twitter as well. So um, I've got one here from Shamak, who's a patron. He asks, uh, how bad will things have to get before the club has to seriously consider sacking Arteta? Um, what happens if we lose Burnley? Well, no, I don't think he's going to get sacked unless we're in serious threat of relegation. We're not going to get relegated. Um, we, could, we could. I'm putting. I'm, out, wrong, I'm wrong about everything, I'm but um, I'm out. pretty sure we're not going to get relegated. I am not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not relaxed about relegation. If, if, if you lose on, on a weekend, then I might consider we might get relegated. Just because I'm, I'm, I'm not relaxed about it. I'm concerned. You're concerned. The, <laughs> the only thing is, like West Brom, Burnley, and Sheffield United. Like that, those three teams, I just don't see getting enough no, points. Even if, you get so like, even if you get like 30 or 40 points, I don't see them. Like, and also, I, I do think we're going to finish above 15th. Like, when you look at our fixture list, yeah. Like, if we had said at the beginning of the season, yeah, that you were going to... Um, we, we, so, we played... Who we played? So, we played Man City away, we played Liverpool away, we played Spurs away, and we played Man United away. I would have bet you any money that in our group chat, amongst the Touchy Gunas community... We would have probably said four defeats. Yep. Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no, you're right. So yeah. we've got like a lot of hard fixtures out of the way. Oh, and I God. feel like our league position is obviously obviously it's not it's not lying because it, those are the results. But I, the fact is we've got a lot more easier easier games coming where I feel like we're we're probably gonna get more points out of them. Even even as a side that post that pre in in preseason we thought we'd finish maybe top six, top seven, some even saying top four. I think we all would have said we would have probably lost all four of those games or got maybe one or two points at the most. We got three points out of those games. It just so happens. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to look at the positives here. I don't but... see us trying to win against most teams in the league. That's the problem. So yeah, I know. Uh, I don't see us beating Brighton. I don't see us beating. Um, what's their names? Southampton. Southampton. I don't. I just beat the weekend. I don't. I don't just beating any of these teams. I think we maybe struggled for a win against that like, West Brom, maybe. But I don't see where we're going to buy a win from. I see us beating about three or four teams in the league comfortably. The rest, it's, it's, it's a tosser. So if it goes badly, relegation's not out of the question. To be fair, it's been like that for like since lockdown. We haven't actually battered anyone apart from that Fulham game, which that's a championship championship side. But like, if you've looked at us since lockdown, we don't create any separation, even in the games that you feel like we should win. So it's really been like that. All our matches are 50-50 under Arteta. We've regressed slightly now because the is not scoring. I'm not creating any chances. And now we're just there for the taking. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really see where our wins are coming from. Our last open play goal was is still Pepe's one from Sheffield against Sheffield United. Like he's been I don't suspended. Even remember it, mate. I don't even yeah. remember it. It's, it's so long. I, like I just yeah, I can remember. Are it. you a Pepe fan, Gomez? 
Yeah, I'm a Pepe fan. I'm a Pepe fan. Ooh. I, I, th- I think he's being let down by the like, That dude has let himself down. No, no, no. <laughs> he has <laughs> let himself has, down. No, no, no. He's no, a disgrace. He's a joke. Like, disgrace is harsh. Disgrace is harsh. He's come to this league and disgraced himself. He, no, he has not applied himself. You cannot tell me that he has applied himself. He's not. He's, he's not no, at yeah, the level that we need to see. But disgrace is harsh. Like, his intensity levels aren't high enough. But outside of that, he's been let down by the, by the club. And like, to get the intensity levels, his concentration. Because I'm, I'm sorry, I'm seeing too many dodgy touches. I'm seeing too much head down. I'm seeing he's not really pushing hard enough. He's not trying hard enough. I'm sorry. On pure effort, he should be able to do a lot better than he's doing. But he's not applying himself. He's 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 disgraced himself. He's disgraced his family. <laughs> disgraced the family name. As a player there, though, do you think he's got a high ceiling? Nah, nah. Oh, come on, come on. Nah, nah, nah. What? Well, but you see this high ceiling stuff here. This is what I kind of because I used to be in the Pepe camp, but you know, I like to switch allegiances from time to time. Um, I, I don't really see where this whole high. What, what's it based on? Is it based on the well, season at Lille, or is it based on things that you've seen at Arsenal? So it's, it's, a, it's a combination of, of his season at Lille, but also I, I think a lot of what he did at Lille is repeatable in the Premier League. Like we've seen he's got a great left foot. He's a, he's a great finisher. He's able to create separation to get his shots and crosses off. And we've seen he can, he, his crossing and his, his shooting and finishing is good. So... All for me is like uh, you might you might disagree with that. No, I'm laughing at the comments. <laughs> so, so Pepe's full control is trash. He's <laughs> uh, a bit unreliable. He's a bit inconsistent with technique. But but like if you get him in the final third and he's on the end of things, you're gonna get a good output from him. And, and he's already shown like he got almost 20, 20 um, goals and assists last season. Uh, but, all right, a lot of it was in cup competitions. But if you get him in those. You got what? When you say almost twenty goals, does that mean that it was like fourteen? So about six, six more to go, yeah. Eighteen, and that was in sub sub. Eighteen, eighteen. What goal contributions? Yeah, I so you got eighteen. You want eighteen or sixteen? It sounds nice, doesn't it? It sounds nice. Eighteen Wait, goal. Contributions I'm going to need someone nice. to verify that for me. Uh, someone check that. I'm pretty sure it was in. I think it is. It is because Arsenal, because Arsenal Twitter were running wild with that stuff where they were they were using it to justify that it hasn't been a flop signing. So, and that's when I was in 29 starts in suboptimal, like suboptimal role, um, new league, uh, price tag, all flat free managers. Um, so if he can deliver 18 um golden assists, I feel like there is a player there that can get you 25 if he was used correctly. The, the issue Arsenal have and with their attackers, we just don't create enough volume of opportunity. Like if you look at Sterling, Salah, uh, Werner, Marnes. And all of them players, they're not. No one's gonna call. No one's really clinical. They're not clinical. They just get such a high volume of chances that they end up putting them away. Now that's what Pepe needs to try and base his game, and that's how he needs to be used. Where it's oh, intense enough. Though. Yeah, that 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 is his biggest issue. And he's just try and get he that plays out. In gear. Oh yeah, look. Just as this comment comes up, yeah, he plays in first gear all the time. That's it. Like he's he wants the game to be played at his pace, and he's not even he's not good enough for the game to be played at his pace. Number one. Like, I don't know. I think, I think that's harsh. I think, mean, like, yeah, probably like he can't, he can't play in gear one and and still be, you know, a player that um, starts for a top four side. But 
if he gets his motivation, like yeah, he, he has to be a give and take between the club, the manager, and Pepe. But it all come together. You know, he understands he needs to work really hard, and then uh, you can see a player there. I haven't, given up, I haven't given up on him. Uh, yeah, given up on him. All right, well, how, how, how long until you do give up on him? But what, what are you looking from Pepe this season? I mean, we're in December, right? And so what, what would be a good Pepe season? If he's, if he's used correctly, what about if he's not used correctly? If he's not used, then it goes out the window. Isn't it? I, I like Arteta using him. In, all Arteta seems to be doing is signing players that are going to play in that exact same position that Pepe plays in. Who do you prefer, Zaha or Pepe? Zaha, Zaha. Okay, all right. Cool. I, I wanted Zaha like last two summers ago, whenever it was. But I, I do like Pepe and I just, I just think you need to put him in the right role, role to succeed. And if you don't, then it's like telling Abameng to play false nine or something. Like, you just I, I, out I do, I do agree with you. I do agree with you. I just don't like having such limited players in my team. Like I, I, I 100% agree with you. I think we could be getting way more out of Pepe by by playing him properly. Uh, but I just don't like having such a limited player where we have to play in such a specific way to get the best out of someone who I don't even think is that good. Like he, he'll be better than what he's showing. But I don't think he's going to be good enough to lead us to top four or to a title challenge. I don't think he's that good. It yeah. would just be a more, it would it'd be an improvement on what we have. But that's that's about it, really. Do Do you think we could uh, be a top four side with Pepe starting right wing? Yeah, pro- uh, it, yeah, maybe with uh, Neymar on the other wing. <laughs> I think with the right manager. Yeah, with the right attacking intent. We haven't we. Have, We've had no um, offensive managers, you know, f- with since Pepe's been at the club. And I think that's the... F- not that that's the thing I'm waiting to see or that's the thing I'm holding on for. Like, I'm kind of where I'm at with Pepe. Like, I'm kind of like, yeah. Um, if he comes good, any good that can come of him from this point, cool. I'll accept it. If not, I've already written it off in, in my mind as like, yeah, cool. Like, do you know what I mean? But I still think... We haven't had a manager who I agree with like parts of what Gomez has said. We haven't had a manager who's been able to get the best out of him. We haven't had um, a manager who's kind of played to any of his strengths, really. Um, we don't build down his side. We don't get players close enough to him to combine with him. Um, do you know? So I just think like what, what again, he's another one where he's kind of like, he's got a skill set. He does have a skill set. Um, like, you know, we're not utilising that skill set at all. What more do we want from him? Because we can't expect him to be things that he's not, you know? And that's where I'm at with it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, let's go through some quickfire questions then. Um, I've got some from the YouTube and I've got some from our patrons as well. This one's from the YouTube. Joey Essence asks, uh, many clubs nowadays feel they can benefit from a change in ownership. Who are examples of great owners today that you want running our club? I'll say Villa's got some great owners. Um, Villa's owners seem to be really... Villa's like, owners. Yeah. I, I don't know who they are, but I was reading some articles on them and they seem to be really attuned with with the club. Um, they put a lot of money in investment. Nassif Saris. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think um, uh, Roman. I'd always say <laughs> Roman. I think he's a great owner. I do. I think, you know, he he looks at what's needed for his club and he goes out and does it. And, he, you know, he front loads and he gets money on, he, he gets returns. So, credit to him. Because people talk about, oh, yeah, he spends a lot of money, but um, which they do. But, yeah, he makes a lot of money. 
he makes a lot of money from Chelsea Football Club, you know, um, revenue from um, cups, from competitions, from um, sponsorships, from advertisements, from and the reputation of his club has grown exponentially in the last, what, 18 years or whatnot. So, yeah, man, like credit, credit to do, him. Do you think that, that kind of ownership would would work in the Premier League these days though with FFP and all those kind of financial rules that you have they they eat FFP man them City that like City had a whole team remember City they tried to do City last year early this know, year FFP. City had a team of get away with that I don't think everyone gets away with that man. If, if, I think if your money's long then boy you could you, you could pretty much do what you want to be honest with you City had a team of lawyers on job they're playing in the chat. I just saw them like Aguero just did a madness. Just nah, like they're in the Champions League. Like there's no ban. It's calm. Like they, their money's long. It's calm. Uh, D on YouTube, he asked, uh, it's, it's got a picture of Drake as his display picture. Actually, do you, do you have belief that Arteta can turn this round by February? And if, if we don't make Europa League spot, should he leave? No, he's not going to turn it around by February and he should leave as soon as an appropriate manager comes up. What's an appropriate manager? Anyone that's um, that we appropriate manager that we could get. So, so who, yeah, but um, in your opinion, who who would that be? I, I said Hasenhutl. I think Hasenhutl was a good, good choice. Would that what? be the only one? Or um, this is difficult because what I really want is someone who's got team, who's got skin in the game, who who's got experience, who you can see has one turned a t- um, he's one coached at a decent level, and number two who's gone through hard times, who's played good football, who has a clear philosophy. Um, and that, there's not going to be that many that we could get, but Hassan Hill was a good choice for me. And I think he's at Southampton, so he's definitely attainable for us. Yeah. yeah. He, um, why February? That's what I want to know. Like, what, what, like, does this have to continue until February? Like, are you, are you a masochist? Like, what, why, have to, why do you want to wait that long? <laughs> I, I, I guess he's probably thinking two, two months, maybe. I don't know, maybe... Get the January after January, maybe that's the only logic I can feel because I'm people are saying, Yeah, they're hopeful for the Burnley game. At that, like, my hands are washed of him, and I don't even if we see the odd because what we will see are odd results, so we may well see a victory against Burnley, but I don't think like that that, that's not going to change anyone's but no one's mind should be changed. Like, we haven't turned a leaf or anything, like, maybe we were fortunate on the day. Khaled asks, uh, is the problem with our ownership is that we simply need to utilise our resources better than we are? I think I think that's pro- I think that's obviously true. But at the same time, th- the ownership are the ones hiring the people to spend the resources, right? So ultimately, yes, we've spent money poorly. But if you're hiring guys like Rouse and Leahy, Unai Emery, um, who else have we hired? Uh, Sven Mislintat, these guys, then you have to be held culpable for that, man. The buck stops with with them, and they got no, they got no football, they got no football people in the in the board anymore. Like, exactly, this was just about to say that. If you okay, like if I'm a business owner and say I don't really know much about American football, yeah, what am I going to do? I'm going to have my board full of people who know the game inside out, who people who've played the game from all different levels and have several different opinions so people can form a consensus, yeah? They've got no football people on the board, and they don't know nothing about football. So any idiot with a good PowerPoint can go and, sw- and, and twang them, and then they can, they'll think, oh, yeah, this is the guy. It's stupid. They need, a, they need to build the board first. 
get the board right. They probably need four or five additions on that board. They need football heads in there. And then once they've got that, then you've got something to fall back on because we know football. So people who know football can tell you when something's going wrong. But they, they don't really know that. They're just going with whatever. Oh, yeah, Pepe, yeah, is this, is that, is this, is that. Like Bayern, Bayern had their football people and thought, nah, nah, Pepe ain't it, mate. Pepe ain't it. That's why they didn't buy him. <laughs> was that? That's the difference between us and Arsenal. They, we got swindled into spending 72 million and they didn't buy him because they thought, nah, look, he, he needs too much space. He, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a League One merchant, really. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, just on ownership, um, I'm seeing like, loads of reports saying um, Josh, Josh Cronkley is going to get involved. I'm like, what, what's he going to do? Like, he doesn't know, like, just like, like you guys said, he doesn't know anything. So more involvement from the owners doesn't necessarily mean, isn't necessarily positive just because... Mm. Um, it's like, it's like it's like the monarchy saying, "Oh yeah, look, we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna make someone younger king." I don't know. I'm making references because I'm, I'm watching the crowd. And it's <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. From yeah, that monarchy, the crowd, I said, this guy's watching the crowd. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like it's like yeah. Okay, we're out of touch, so we're gonna get some of the young people involved who are maybe more in touch. Yeah. It's not gonna make any difference. You guys are still out of touch. You still don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, I, and I, you're not equipped to do with the issue at hand. Yeah. I, I do think. We've we've messed up the structure. We we never um, planned. We never did succession planning for in the, what how the club is going to work in the aftermath of Arson. Um, when we did try to do it, it was too late in the day, um, and we did it in a disrespectful way to Arson. Um, he's gone. Um, the structure's changed. The structure changed again. Um, you know, and I think until until you get that right, we're going to continue to just see these. Um, just like shoddy and ad hoc appointments, because ultimately everything that you lot have said, who's advising the owners? Like who do you even have within the the network who gives the correct information to the owners on the right appointment? And if you even just think about the short list of managers, you know, who um, we interviewed when Wenger did leave and we ended up with Emery, you think that something's something's wrong. Do you see what I'm saying? But um, we, we we need that to be right, man, because I just think we'll make another shoddy appointment. I don't think um, Arteta is, was really well thought through. Um, Emery obviously wasn't really well thought through. And I think like we'll just continue to repeat mistakes. I don't have confidence in, in, in these guys to do the right thing. Yeah. To be honest, my biggest thing now is I, I, if Arteta had, I was happy with his decision-making and his talent ID, even if he couldn't coach for Toffee, I wouldn't even mind keeping him. Same. The biggest problem is recruitment. Yeah. The biggest problem is we need to get in the right type of players. The Premier League is going in one direction. Yeah. Your athleticism, your speed is so important. I, I'm going to put my sports medicine hat on, actually. Like I, there's an Arsenal conference, yeah, which I went to a few years ago, and I'll never forget what they said. They said, when you get someone who is 11, 12, 13 years old, they asked me, what is the one thing that will be one marker, one thing you can measure that will tell you whether this person is going to be a professional footballer at the highest level or playing in the conference. What do you, man, think it was? It's had to be like athleticism, physicality, intensity, acceleration over three yards. Mm. That is the one thing, the one thing that you can get someone from 12 years old and you can predict pretty accurately this person's going to be at the top level of the game or this person's going to be lower down the game. Fast, fast twitch muscles, boy. And, and, and the, the, the Premier League is all about that at the top level. 
So your recruitment, your recruitment needs to be holistic. But I feel like the recruitment is not focusing on the right athletic and physical profiles. That That's what I was going to ask. How many, of the, how many of our current players pass that test? <laughs> None. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. And that's why we're, we're 15. Even though they probably have certain qualities, which are way above the players they're playing against, they're getting run off the pitch. Mm. It's not going to work. I say, Martin, I say Martinelli passes that test. He does. But and yeah. technically, he's not that great. Technically, Martinelli's got loads yeah. of... He's got loads of flaws in this game. Yeah, he's got loads of flaws. Why yeah. is he impactful in this league? Because he has the key attributes. Yeah. And you need that. You need that. Whatever yeah. position you're playing. I don't yeah. care if you're right back, left back, centre mid, up front. You need no, that. A, a, no, Abramyang Abr- Abr- passes that test. Saka passes that test. We've got a few. A few. Not many. Not, not nowhere near enough. But yeah, I'd say we've got a few. Acceleration over three yards. I, I think of uh, five of those guys. Last question before we wrap things up then is from Tommy Ajay1. Uh, from the Patreon, uh, he asks, um, so this is a question about recruitment. Um, so I guess we could have a little talk about that. Um, he asked, would you sign a player like Draxler or Isco on loan? We're not that bad, man. I've been arguing about this all day. Like, yeah, we've, we've, we've had a bit of a late day. And these bums want Draxler, yeah? Draxler's going to be the same nonsense that we've been suffering from the whole time. So the argument was Draxler or Barkley. And everyone knows I'm a self-confessed Barkley fan. And I've been singing Barkley's praises for a while. And I think that's someone we should have been recruiting, especially when he was cheap to buy. Um, but Draxler, I think you're going to be the same problems. He's going to be running in treacle on transition. He's going to be nice technically. But he doesn't have the intensity and the physical profile that needed to succeed in this league. Now, yes... Some players might not be as bright as others. Some players might be brain dead. A good coach, especially a coach like Mikel Arteta, who's literally micromanaging you on the pitch, they they will they can compensate for that. But you can't compensate for intensity, for speed, sprint speed, recovery on transition, able to get away from players going forward on transition. You need your whole squad to be like that. You need the whole team to be like that. So, yeah, no Draxler, no Isco, because Isco's a bad B right now. He needs a BBL or something like that. And go, go to a B. You mean he's got a BBL? He is fat as fuck. No, I'm not interested. So, yeah, we, we need those type of players are completely the wrong profile for the Premier League. We, we're going in the complete wrong direction. And it's another one. We're linked with Brendia, right? I like a lot of Brendia's qualities, and he is intense, but he's intense like Sabaos is intense. He hasn't got the athletic profile. That tenacious. We need. Yeah, tenacious, fine. But. If you're going to play Brendia left wing, it's going to be the same problem. The same problem. If you're going to play uh, Brendia, some people are calling about him playing centre mid. Same problem. Like, we can't be recruiting these type of profiles anymore. Yeah. So, who should we be recruiting them? Who in January is a realistic acquisition to make that would improve us? Who, who, who you guys got your, your eyes set on? I'm going to speak on this because. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah, so you tomorrow, quiet. So yeah, because we've got our patron piece tomorrow. I'll keep mine mm. quiet as well. Mm. Let's hear is, what Gomez and Leroy got to say. Is, is it what realistic or not? I think it's realistic. Look at look at very realistic. Look at the issues that are France, going on in the front. Yeah, exactly. You look at what's mess. going on in France. I think, I think if you put the money on the table, I think they'll be silly to turn it down. The the, the issue obviously lies with those agent fees and and yeah. stuff like that. I'm not too sure if that's. If that's still going to be the same, uh, you, do you, what do what, you told do you told a brother to to shut to shut his mouth and and hold that free meal? Like what? I don't know. Yeah, I think I think 
either just give Awar like a big up signing bonus and just tell him to send that to his bro- to his brother. But I'm, I'm guessing what they don't, they just don't want to set an example for other agents in the future to just rip them off is what I assume because five million in the grand scheme of things for Arsenal Football Club, like you get that done in it. But um, if it was me and like Cronkies actually gave me the money, I would sign Awar and I'll sign Basuma. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And then I'll switch it to a four-three-three and say, "Here you go, Arteta, Basuma, and or you can go four-two-three-one if you want." Arteta, Basuma, and um, uh, um, <laughs> Keith right, says Gomez will say, "Bring back Awobi." Yeah, you, know <laughs> you know what? Awobi last season for Arsenal, yeah. Uh, Stop, 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 stop this. I thought it was banner, but when you start saying, you know what, you know what, <laughs> I start thinking, nah, you've been all right, you know, don't, don't ruin it at the last minute. Don't, don't ruin it. You know what? Back. <laughs> if, if, if we could bring our summer window forward and we got the money, um, I'd try and be cheeky because I feel like I was signing the same two players. I'd try and sign our because of the force going on the French market. I'd try and sign Basuma um, or someone similar. Even though I'm not really massively keen on Samare from a technical standpoint, I'd consider signing Samare as well because I think he'd be available for a bargain and it'd be a good profile to have in the squad to build up for the future. But if we can get him in January, that's nice. Um, and I'd be cheeky and see because obviously um, Zaha has had this beef with Palace and he was slatting for us this um, this summer saying, oh, look, they've lowered the price. It's 30 mil. That's easily doable in this market. Had a man posting him on Instagram, had thing, going to the rave, having it put on the banner in the raves, Zaha to Arsenal and all that kind of stuff. Bottle show in there. So I feel like if we went to Zaha in January, he is going, because he's, he probably thinks the chance is gone now. And if we did it, he is going to agitate like a bastard for that move. And we may be able to get it done in, in a level. So I would try and go Zaha, Basuma and um, our. I just blow, blow that's the bag. Like, that's a hundred and something million yeah. pound window. Blow yeah. the bag in January. I wouldn't buy anyone in the summer. Blow the bag in January. <laughs> I wouldn't buy anyone in the summer. No, we can't. We, we, I, I'm saying bring our window forward because that's what we could afford. Mm. Do you think? Do you think it's too late on Zaha? Or how, how old is he now? He, he, you know what? We, we, we're desperate. And who else are we going to get? Yeah, fair. I mean, other than Zaha, I don't think there is any anyone for left wing. Um, but there's yeah. no there's no young options out there, no. Well, I, I, I don't watch enough world football anymore to really... Then that's the scout team's job. But then I don't trust these, the scout team. So, boy, I, players I know, that's who I would sign out of the players I know. And then I would just go hell for leather. I'd be like, party, Basuma, pivot, bear, PMP. Um, I'd have Zaha on the left. I'd have Pepe Le Pew on the right. I'd have Awa in the middle behind Aubameyang and see where we go from there. It's a decent side. It's a Put Saliba in the team. Um, the, the right back. The thing is, we do need a new right back, but we'll have to struggle with our poverty options at the moment, man. Yeah, they've no, got to throw the bag at Lamptey the season after. I'll tell you what's going to happen in Jan, guys, right? Let me tell you. I've foreseen it, all right? <laughs> Philip Mech says on a, on a free transfer. Oh, fuck off, mate. Fuck <laughs> right off, mate. Wait, <laughs> stop pissing me off, I think. Philip <laughs> fucking Mech says... <laughs> Fucking thirty-seven-year-old uh, centre back. Yeah, uh, done. His, where is he? La, la, where is he? La Tigres in fucking Mexico, okay. where they've all gone Zignac and Zignac and them, man. This is crazy. Yeah. Would you all man, right. One last question. One last question. Do you, you, you man have Ericsson? No. Nah. What about on loan? 
No. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, no, no. He's, he's not gonna... Just repeat that. Ericsson. No, no. Oh, that's oh, no. I know. On Londo. No, 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 no. Listen, you're still you're making it you're making it worse, fam. Gomez, man. When this when the lab cuts, what's the case? What's the case? If you can't get a war and you're not gonna mm-hmm. rebuild Urzel, I'd rather keep our flexibility for that squad position than sign a bomb. Or so or sign Ericsson is better than nobody though. Nah. Nah, I'm, this, this is the problem. This, this players are trying to get on loan over Ericsson. We loads of other players. We fill the squad with compromised players that we can never get rid of that are on yeah. high wages. Nah, nah, we need to sign yeah. the right players. Always go for the right player. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You can't get the right player in Jan because everyone the, like your the, your idea is not realistic, Leroy. There'll be another loan option. There'll be a loan option somewhere else. Yeah. I think what's the point taking Ericsson? We've got Willian. Worst comes to worst, play Ericsson's William. Ericsson's dead still, though. Yeah, I think they're rubbish. I just think you're just, you're just rubbish. switching rubbish for rubbish. Like, I, I, I would definitely, I would do it if it, if if it was like complete last result, I would do it. Nah, if we couldn't get anyone, and we That's... and I mean we exhausted the market. Uh, yeah, to me I, that is trying I, to I, pay central We have nobody, you know. We have nobody. I'd and... recall Guendouzi from long. <laughs> what playing in number ten? <laughs> Over Ericsson, I'd, 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 I wouldn't play with a number ten if I did that. I'd just have like three man mid. But um, yeah, man, no, nah, man, I'm not having Ericsson. No, nah. nah, the thing is, he suits, he suits Arteta's style as well. Nah, he's rubbish, man. He's, he's so rubbish. <laughs> yeah, you got? Are you asking questions about the fact that this guy who was already losing his um, athleticism and 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 it was out of touch at Tottenham went into slowly Italy. And they're happy to let him go, like a he twelve months stink. later. He would stink to join that's, out. That, that's that's alarm bells. Like alarm bells have been going off in my head. Like from the moment that that we were linked with him, I said, "What? Why did they want to get rid of him? Why is he even available on loan? Like you, you've been, he ain't been there a year. Literally went there in January, like near the, like mid Jan, end of Jan. Like he ain't been there a year. It's crazy. What? Why? Why? I wouldn't have him permanently in it. I don't. I don't. Nah, you're, nah, you're backtracking now. You're I'm backtracking. just saying. Alone, I just don't see the risk. We're gonna cost you when the live stops. We're gonna cost you. <laughs> ah, he's a bum. He's a bum. He's a bum. No, 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 no. On that note, on that note, let's um, let's let's call it a day because um, it's been a long pod and it's been a depressing pod. So I think we all need to get back to happier things and, and get on with our evenings. But um, thank you for everyone tuning in live. Um, thank you uh, to Gomez for joining us. I hope you've, uh, uh, you've had a good evening and I hope you've enjoyed coming on. You're welcome back anytime. Um, guys, we'll be having a Patreon. Uh, Gomez, actually, before you go, um, where can people find you on Twitter just in case people don't already follow you? Uh, it's Gomez Ape underscore um, on Twitter. Uh, follow me up. Um, you know... Uh, yeah, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about on Twitter, isn't it? Good. At least you haven't given your Instagram like certain other men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah, we're gonna be back. Me and Shabs are gonna be back tomorrow. Who's on the uh, on the page? It's Sean and we've got Dan. Sean. We've got Dan Cooks. Yeah. We're gonna do a eight ways to fix Arsenal in January. So tune into that one, guys, and um, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, after three points uh, against Burnley. Take it easy, chaps. Uh, cheers. Take care. It's got to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil!
Network.